Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 127 today and today's topic is a Take Back Thursday episode where we just gonna reminisce and go back to the 90s if you don't mind spending an hour with me. This is a freestyle episode, not a recap. I just kind of want to talk about the golden era of television on Thursday nights. Um, It was something very special to me growing up in my household on Thursday nights on Fox where at 8 8 p.m. Martin would come on, 8.30 living single, and at 9 o'clock New York undercover. Those Thursday nights meant so much to us. So I just kind of want to recap and, you know, talk about memory lane and what those TV shows meant to me. Um, I don't really have too many church announcements, only that this will be a busy weekend for the pod. Friday, tomorrow, we're going to do our final segment of our snowfall on Friday. So we will recap season four, episode 10, and I'm going to recap it. It'll be a little lengthier because I want to do character buildup after we recap, and I want to break down the trailer and do predictions because you guys know snowfall returns on February 23rd. So I cannot wait for the weekend. Saturday night at midnight, they drop Power Book 2, the season finale of Ghost. And right after that at 1 a.m., Power Book 4, Force, come on. I had to get the the books right because, you know, we got Power 1, 2, 3 now. So this will be Power Book 4, Force, and it'll be a Tommy show, and it's going to be based off in Chicago, and it's going to be like that mafia-style stuff. So I cannot wait to get into that. So you just make sure you guys keep checking me out and tuning back in because I will be uploading tomorrow and Sunday, it will be two episodes uploaded for both powers. So I cannot wait. As always, if you need to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Alicia Shanice. You can find me on Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And if you need to email me, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. If you love music like I love music, I have made all of my music playlists public for you guys. So you can, go, um, can just go check it out. It's a whole vibe. I got late night tip when you with your boo. If you just in a spiritual mood, I got some gospel. I'm a hip hop head. I got much hip hop, baby. Um, you guys know I'm writing my book. So I have a special playlist I listen to when I'm writing. You can check that out. I have 60s Motown. I got country. I got it all because my music ears have long range. So all you got to do is type in Shanice Loves exclusively on Spotify and enjoy those good music playlists. I even got some good neo soul, 90s elevator music and all. For those social media and emails that I shout out, shout it out. You guys, if you have anything that you want me to recap, it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, or it could be a, um, an album or a documentary. I love watching documentaries. Um, I do want to check out that Janet Jackson one. I just have not had time yet, but we will do a breakdown of that as well. I'll get it out sometime this month. But yeah, if you guys want me to recap anything that I have not talked about, all you have to do is email me or inbox me, give me a few days to get back to you, and then I'll check your request out, and I'll upload it within a week or so. So, you know, don't forget about that. Um, On that note, that's all for the church announcements, just that I'll be here all weekend with you guys, giving you guys content, and hope you guys enjoy as always. So, we're going to jump into the show.
for some take back Thursday. You got time to go warm you up some food, roll you up something if you got to roll up, light up that hookah, pour you a drink, get some wine, tea, water, whatever you do, and sit back and enjoy this Take Back Thursday episode. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Growing up in the 90s, it was just epic. Like, it was something about TV back then, um, the television shows. Um, we had a lot of black sitcoms that meant so much to the household. You know, you knew you had your nights where you wanted to watch something. And Thursday Thursday nights was it. It was lit, you know. And I remember just watching shows with my mom and my brother laughing, you know. I remember even, like, my childhood best friend. One day we stayed on the phone because they had a Martin marathon. And I, I want to say we stayed on the phone all day watching all of Martin. Like, Martin is just a cult classic television show. I even have them on DVDs. It was, like, really, really big for the culture. Um, this one, Martin was coming fresh off of Def Jam, Def Jam, and you know he was the opening act. He used to host it. Uh, that was a really big deal. So um, Martin first aired in the early '90s, like 1992, and it came on at 8 p.m. We had five seasons of it, so it didn't last too long, and that was like normal for a lot of sitcoms back in the day. Uh, starring Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell, Carl Anthony Payne II, Thomas McCall Ford, and Tashina um, Arnold. Those shows were everything. It started like in 92 and it aired to 1997 and that's when Martin's career just was like really blowing up. Um, <clears throat> this show, you know, they had their their little punchlines where, you know, you go girl or get to stepping, you know, Martin just, Martin was hilarious and so underrated as a comedian. Uh, he could put on all of his acts. Like he was Shanene and Shanene was one of my most funniest characters on that show. He was hilarious as Shanene. Shanene was just like that round away ghetto girl. She had her best friend, Shaniqua and uh yo 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 was on there like they were just hilarious <laughs> and then you had um Gina and Pam the two best friends two successful working in a corporate world Martin working in um at the radio station and then coming to television host and one thing I liked about Martin is it was straight comedy but you know it just told the stories of like our culture you know, it wasn't all gang banged out. It wasn't over sexualized. It wasn't a whole lot of cussing or anything. It was just like a good family show that everybody could watch. Of course, it had like its, you know, points where you're like, oh, did they really just say that? You know what I'm saying? But it was really, really funny. It was just like a really good comedy show. You got 
just a group of friends in their 20s, just kicking it in an apartment. And back in the, well, that was one thing about in the 90s, like everything was just so much simpler. The 90s, I call that the golden era. It's something about the late 80s and the 90s that I just love. I am a nostalgia queen. And I've literally seen every episode of Martin. Um, Not to mention that, just the guest stars alone. It had so many guest appearances. And that was also one thing about the 90s as well. Is that not only could a TV show blow up, but everything coexists. So like, even if you like were a music artist and, you know, trying to explore your brand or grow your brand, a lot of um, people will go on television shows and do performances and that will help them blow up even more. So, you know, we got cameos from like Biggie Smalls. I loved that episode where he came and you had Gina and Pam uh, competing to win the competition, but Shanae won it. That shit was so funny when, Gina and Pam just was kind of going back and forth. They doing they singing duets, acting a fool to get Biggie's attention. It had the great late Richard Pryor on there for one of the episodes where Martin was like interviewing him. And I'm sure that was like a really big deal for him because Richard Pryor is like the godfather of comedy, you know. And also it had people from it had kid from kid and play which was a big deal because on how martin came up with the kid in play and he was in most of the house the house parties well he was in house party one and two so they had like a close friendship they all came up together they had like a little crew it was uh salt and pepper kid and play and martin lawrence i think they worked at like a sears together so it was good to see him on there it had kim fields i mean it has some amazing actors who and actresses i remember even billy d williams made an appearance on there and you know it was just fun you know you had a group of young people in their 20s just kicking it in an apartment and coming up with all type of crazy schemes and everything just jonesing on each other it showed a young couple um madly in love from the first start when they first hooked up and it ended with the marriage and you know it, it was just amazing you know martin was just like a caring family man down to earth uh smart mouth had a little ego a mama's boy <laughs> you know but crazy about his gina and then you had Gina. She was the professional, you know, young. And, you know, she was like the peacemaker of the group, wanted everybody to be happy, but she was hilarious too. And then you had Tommy. Tommy was the the cool one who had the swag, but ain't had no damn job. But you used to wonder where he getting all them fancy clothes from all the time. Uh, that was Thomas uh, McCall Ford, rest his soul. And then we had Cole. He was like the little, you know, one that wasn't too bright in love with Big Shirley. <laughs> and we never got to see Big Shirley's face. I think they showed Big Shirley one time and it was like an episode one or two. And other than that, it just had like, you know, a real big body. You didn't get to see her face. And then we had our girl Pam. And one thing about Tashina Arnold is she is so talented to me. She, her acting is so long range. She is so underrated. She is so talented and can sing. She can sing. Her voice is so beautiful. 
she was the best friend of Gina and you know she was dating Tommy for a while she was professional you know and then we had remember Sean he worked at the the radio station a white guy Sean he wasn't too bright either child <laughs> and then we had Stan Stan the scam man who got a scam for everything charge you to use the bathroom and uh, you know, that was at the WZUP radio station. And we had um Bruh Man from the fifth flow. Yeah, Bruh Man for the fifth flow. It wasn't nothing like Bruh Man. You know, uh this this show was just amazing. We had Hustle Man, Tracy Morgan, like so many people in this television show. Um, right after Martin performed uh when he filmed A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Lynn Whitfield, she made an appearance as well. Um, we had so many people on this show and so many standout episodes. Um, I, I can't even name how many, my first, my, the first season I think was the best to me. I don't know why with every show, I don't care what show it is. It's always that first season. I think it's just introducing us to the characters and everything. That's always my most favorite season of most shows. But yeah, the first and second season, that was just it. Season three was cool. And then, you know, season four was okay. But when it got to season five, it kind of was, you know, hit or miss only because of everything that was going on behind the scenes. And I'm not going to get off all into that. I'm trying to celebrate the 90s era and just, you know, talk about the good things of it. But it was a lot going on behind the scenes uh, in when it got to the fifth season. Um, but, yeah, one of my most favorite episodes is when Martin kept having a dream that, you know, he and Pam had a romantic, romantic interest. And in the end, he ended up killing her uh, with the bed, squishing her with the bed. That was one of my most funniest episodes. And then... I love the episode where um, somebody, he kept bragging about his new radio he got. And then he like, he held the meeting like it was off New Jack City. <laughs> Had the little fake black dog, everybody dressed in black. <laughs> I also um, loved when he played the character of um, Mama Payne. And when Mama Payne Bird died, my mama, my mama, my mama, my mama's bird. <laughs> when the bird died and uh gina left the window open and the, the, the bird kept mocking off of her it was like a parrot and uh you know they had to hold the funeral seeing boys to man it's so hard to say goodbye you know it was just stuff like that it was just good simple television and it wasn't just so out there i'm so over um reality television shows it's just like so much going on and so much stuff going on in the world right now where it makes everybody think that they have to be doing this they have to be like this big entrepreneur everything like you know that's perfect you should want more but sometimes when they put all these false narratives on tv it makes people think that they're littler than what they are and they don't realize that people on the reality television (laughs) They're written stuff just to put on a facade. And one thing I liked about the 90s is it was just so realistic. You know, you just with your family kicking it and, you know, the realness of it, the authenticity of it. And that's what we've seen in Martin. We just seen a group of friends, young relationships, business, um, business professionals, um, 
just doing their thing, joking on each other, playing basketball, playing games. Um, I also, one of my favorite episodes also, now this is one of my favorites right here, when <laughs> when uh, they uh, won the lottery, but they decided to get the car. So everybody got a night. Monday, somebody got a night. Tuesday, somebody got a night. And by the time it got to Saturday, that car was so damn messed up. It had dents windows bust out everything that was one of my most favorite episodes as well um I loved that the wardrobe on there it was just so 90s you know everything about it was amazing from the cameos down to Martin want to put everybody out his house all the time another one of my favorite episodes is when uh he had to fight at his house and uh Tommy brought his girlfriend there and it was just a mess. It was just a mess. I remember when uh, Gary Coleman came on there and he was mad dog. Like I just loved everything about Martin and I loved it. Gina and Martin's relationship. They weren't out cheating on each other or just, you know, doing all this silly shit. They were just young and in love. They had arguments. They had bickerings back and forth, but it just showed young black love and people, you know, pursuing for marriage and just wanting to kick it with their friends and, you know, do trips with their friends and grow. And, you know, that was a part of the culture. So Martin goes down as a classic for sure. Oh my god! And then one of my other favorite <laughs> favorite characters. He didn't. He wasn't on there too much. He just made like I think three guest cameos. But Reverend Leon Lonnie Love, played by uh, David Allen Greer. Oh my god! This man was funny. <laughs> he was funny as hell up in there. And you know, remember him and Martin? They played in. Um, they played in. Uh, dang, that's classic boomerang together but when he played reverend leon lottie love and it was when uh pam hooked gina up on a blind date with her cousin and um martin he was out with lark is it lark bond i think that's her name lark Byrne. i hope i'm not mispronouncing it but lisa from say by the bell when he went out with lisa from say by the bell and uh he met her at the club so they went out and they at the uh, restaurant, and then you know how when you like break up with somebody, you might see him out with somebody else. So you trying to show off. So he trying to show off with uh, Lisa from Say by the Veil, Bell, Bell. I'm get my words twisted. And Gina like, well, I want you to meet my new boyfriend. And she trying to front, and then she touched uh, the pastor. He like, so down now, tip me. <laughs> oh my god. And she just put her head down. Oh, my God. That shit was hilarious, man. Every time he came on there and played that dang old reverend child. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. And uh, Shanene friends was just so ghetto. We had uh, Laquita, uh, Kilolo, Banquisha. Like, all oh, Shanene and her. Shanene was the hilarious one. That was one of my other favorite episodes when uh, Gina lost uh Martin basketball tickets and had to go work in the salon with Shanene and was getting dogged out that whole day. And at the end of a long day's work, when she finally got everything under control, come to find out the sh- the tickets that Shanene had was really Martin's in the first place and she had that damn hairstyle. <laughs> oh my God. And then um, 
when the other comedian came on there and I cannot think of his name right now. It is going to come to me, but, um, he had the, uh, talk show. So when Martin quit his job to go to California thinking he was going to put him on, Yes, it was just so many Martin classics and Cole was so underrated because he played that damn role as the dumb one. And I loved it, uh, Pam and Tommy's relationship. So, yes, they will always go down as classic characters in a classic television show. Martin is definitely that. Um, Tashina Arnold, she went on to do some amazing things. I loved it, her and Everybody Hates Chris. Um, she's played in multiple movies. Like I said, very underrated actress. Ever since this, her career has kept going solid. Um, Tisha Campbell went on, went on to do multiple things as well. She played in Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, she played in... Um, my wife and kids and many other things as well we didn't really see too much from Cole after Martin uh but he was he's still around and I know they had all linked up they were talking about doing some new work uh, about two years ago but you know with COVID hitting that slowed a lot of production down so I don't know if they still have that plan and you know Martin is Martin I love me some Martin he went on to do so many things get involved in the Bad Boys franchise which was amazing because around the time when they started Bad Boys he had his hit television show and so did Will Smith in the Fresh Prince so it was just good to see those two um you know, come together and turn their career into that and look at how many bad boys we didn't got. They turned it into a franchise, you know. So, yeah, Martin, that is definitely one of my cult classics and one of my comforters. Whenever I am, you know, just in one of those moods where I just want to sit down and laugh and have a throwback, I definitely pop on some Martin and watch a whole bunch of reruns I could sit and laugh like it came out yesterday and I loved it the music that they were having there and the cameos everything they always had a scam they was up to they was always up to something you know another one of my favorite episodes is when he got that big ego when they put on the uh the fundraiser and he got the <laughs> He got to be like the producer and everything. And before you knew it, hell, he had fired everybody. Gina Pam, he took over. And when Shanae and Yo-Yo came and performed at the end, that was one of my favorite episodes too. Like if I'm just going on, just thinking about different episodes, I've been named all of them because that's how much I loved Martin. So let's go move on into the 830 roll up. And that would be Living Single. Now, I loved it, me some living single child. All the episodes are on Hulu, by the way. Um, living single was 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 really slept on, and how big they praise queens and not queens, friends. Friends was ripped off. I mean, uh, living single was ripped off by queens. They basically stole their story and turned it into their franchise you know and look how long friends went on but uh living single came on at 8 30 uh martin first aired in 1992 so living single came to the lineup in 1993 and that was starring queen latifah kim coles erica alexander tc carson john hinton and kim fields and you just had the three roommates you had Khadijah, the fly girl, owned her own magazine. You had little um, 
regime, just the little bougie one. And then we had Sinclair, the coal of the bunch. <laughs> you know, she wasn't one too bright, one too bright. And upstairs we had egotistical arrogance. Only one could play him. T.C. Carson play uh, Kyle. And I loved his arrogance. He used to have me cracking up <laughs> just how fine he thought he was. And we also had um, John Hinton, who played the handyman. You know, him and Sinclair was just so in love. And then we had Maxine Law, attorney at Shaw, Erica Alexander, who had um, previously came off of the Cosby show. So that's where she got her start from. Um this show was amazing as well because again we're like at at 8 30 martin ends and this comes on and you just get you know martin that was in detroit then we go to new york and we just get another group of professional friends not gangsters everything not over sexualized not a whole bunch of profanity and all this other nonsense it showed positive light like it just going back to martin real quick you got the just the young man, his own place, own car, got a young girlfriend, pursuing for marriage, not cheating. His girlfriend is professional. She got her one homegirl. He got his two homeboys, and they just kicking it, you know, doing a thing. And then we go over to living single, and we got, you know, Queen Latifah, entrepreneur, running her own, uh, what, what did she run flavor magazine her own magazine you know and then maxine law young attorney you know what i'm saying and you know always eating everybody damn food can't never go home <laughs> and we got a lot of guest appearances on living single as well we had um nia long morris chestnut tlc naughty by nature who was signed with queen latifah so it was good to see them appear we have multiple um multiple guest appearances even a young terrence howard you know a lot of people who are big in the game now got their start from going on little sitcoms making appearances you know and you never would have thought back in the 90s watching this one little character he would blow up and be like you know this big actor actress you know so you know it just showed a little in 20s in their 20s late 20s mid 20s doing their thing uh, I loved it when I say I loved it when uh, Khadijah was one of my favorite characters and I loved it uh, I cannot think of his name but he was so handsome to me he played Scooter I loved it their relationship on living single and oh my god I loved it the back and forth with Kyle and Maxine <laughs> oh my god when um, he had the biggest crush on Maxine he used to try to act like he didn't and when he went to go sing a song and she showed up in her little dress and he froze and then when he finally got his mojo back and then they had to do it again and then he basically had her freezing and had had her at the edge of her seat when he got to singing to her i loved it when they had their one night stand and went on a date and got the tangoing like everything about living single it's just like i said it's just one of those comfort shows where you know you just sit back and you reminisce the opening uh we are living hey <laughs> that whole that whole, that opening is just so fire yeah everything about um living single was cool i wish it could have went on for five more seasons i mean more than five more five more seasons of course they did it with friends you know 
they could have did it with that as well. But a lot of people from that franchise went on to do a lot of great things as well. Um, Queen Latifah the most. She went to be in multiple movies. Like, she is just... Queen Latifah, her career is just amazing. She is so unproblematic. Um, She does her thing. Very beautiful. Very talented all the way around. Music, can rap, can sing, can act. Um, I started watching Equalizer, but I didn't uh, continue watching it. But it looked like it was a really dope show. Uh, One of the reasons I didn't watch it, because I don't have it on one of my streaming services. I have Hulu, but for some reason it was you have to have the premium and i'm cheap (laughs) y'all i ain't got the premium (laughs) so that's the only reason why i haven't watched it um because i don't have it and then my fire stick ended up messing up on me i gotta get another one but yeah so equalizer looks dope but living single was so fire i loved it every minute of it you just seen it was like when times were changing because before that before like that 93 era you had like the Cosby show the Cosby show was a myth a lot for the black community you can say whatever you want about Bill Cosby it is what it is but the Cosby show um spent it, it spent the whole it spent a whole generation around because how mainstream or America looked at black families, they had never seen anything like that on TV. And whatever he built, whatever they say he did behind closed doors, one thing that he stood for is that the um, black community was going to get their just due and not go acting no fool on television. He was the doctor, his wife was the lawyer, and they had children. And then, you know, you came out with a different world that made you want to go to college. So, you know, before that, we had like the Cosby show where you seen like the family home. And then we had family matters. You know, you had shows where it was like um, the family, the children, and married. And then when it got more to the mid-90s, you start seeing a, a culture change where it's like, you know, everybody wasn't getting married as quick. Of course, we seen martin and gina get married and that was really really beautiful and one of my favorite episodes as well when they got married and but in in living single it just showed for um, women you know in their 20s doing their thing and you know looking for looking for a relationship looking for love dating having fun kicking it and you know we see in the end maxine and kyle they found their way back to each other we've seen the very innocent love relationship with sinclair and Overton that led to a beautiful wedding as well and then we seen you know like the best friendship turn into relationship and love with Scooter and Khadijah and then even towards the end Miss Regine found her a rich husband something she had been looking for so you know it just showed you know the the young the singleness just kicking it uh it showed them going to the clubs you know hanging out sitting at the crib watching movies kicking just fun simple fun you know um i loved it living single so after living single went off we got two great comedy shows of young black couples or you know friends groups hanging out having fun and then we went to the nine o'clock lineup and we got to New York Undercover, which was the shit. I'm telling you, Thursday nights, um, was it like, this was a couple years ago. I had been working hard. Like, I had been working so much overtime. 
it was just work, work, work. And I was like, um, I'm tired. So it was like a Friday night and I had the house to myself. So I had went, I got me a pizza. I got me some wine. I went to the crib and I said, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to have me a take back Thursday. That's what made me want to do this tonight. It's because <laughs> I had did this a while back. I said, you know what? I just want to have a take back Thursday. So I uh, cut on my stuff, my TV. I acted like it was Thursday back in the day. I cut on Martin first, watched one episode. And then I cut on Living Single right after that, watched one episode. And then I went to New York Undercover. And it was just like, just when life was simple, when life made sense. Because now... I'm telling you, um, I see why it's so much depression in the world with everything going on. It's just the world's a mess. <laughs> the world's a mess. Depression's at an all time high. Everybody puts on like a facade. Ain't nobody real no more. It seems like, you know, um, I'm going to always just be me. I'm always just going to be down to earth. I, I really am. I'm just going to be myself, you know, <laughs> and it is it, it's. It, it makes you miss these kind of days when you go back and watch stuff like this. Sometimes I used to be like, damn, I think I was born in the wrong era. Like, I wish I could have had my 20s and the 90s. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I had just sat back when it got me some, uh, what was that, some Papa John's. Got me some wine. Got under some covers. And it was just the whole vibe. I was by myself watching my old shows. It's something about them old shows that if you having a rough day or just going through something, it could just comfort your heart, you know. So moving on to New York Undercover, this started in 1994. So everything kind of went consecutive. 1992, we had Martin and then Living Single that came in 93. And in 1994, we had New York Undercover starring Malik Yoba, uh, Michael DeLorenzo and Lauren Velez. And then we even had Patty, uh, Patty Darvin, Dar Darbinville, who played, the, uh, she played like the chief cop. I really liked her. She came from one of my other favorite shows, My So-Called Life, in the 90s. After it was canceled, she went over there. I liked her as uh, well, she as the lieutenant, not the chief. She was the lieutenant, my bad. Uh, <clears throat> so this show was different because we had never really seen anything like this before. You hadn't seen two cops, urban, you know, black and Puerto Rican, and has 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 some flavor, has some swag to them. You know, when you go back and you look, and that this was they have flavor. And they in the, they in New York, you know, got the baggy jeans on, the bubble coats, um, and the music, the the music for New York Undercover. The late great Andre Harrell was actually over the music, so a lot of times you would see how the show ended it would end at a club where they had like a rough day or you know after everything calmed down they solved the case or whatever they go wind down at a bar and they would have acts on there most of the people would be signed to Andre Harrell or they would be playing his music in the background they also had a lot of great guest appearances in there as well we've seen two young detectives of color black and Puerto Rican and like I said, had swag, had flavor down, you know what I'm saying, down to earth. Uh, you had, 
Malik Yoba. He was a young detective, father, full-time father, him and his baby mama. What was her name? Chantel Lanier. They co-parented very, very well. Um, And then you had uh, Michael DeLorenzo's character, uh, Eddie. And, well, back to Malik Yoba's character. Um, he, he just was, like I said, I liked it how they show how he was a young father. You know, he really took his son's, he, he took it serious. His, his son's name was G. G also played on um, My Wife and Kids. Yeah. So, um, let me see. Okay, yeah, his name was, I couldn't think of his name right now. Yeah, his name was J.C. on uh, New York Undercover, Malik Yoba. And he was J.C. He had the little, um, little boy G. Remember, he went on to play uh, in uh, My Wife and Kids. He had his baby mama Chantel. They was co-parenting. And then he ended up getting a fiance. And when they were getting married, we seen Ice-T had to kill her off. I see what's the biggest villain on New York Undercover. But I'll get to the guest appearances in a minute. Um, and then we had uh the other guy michael de lorenzo he also if you go back and you watch michael jackson's video just beat it just beat it beat it you'll see him as one of the dancers in there but um he was in there as eddie and he was just a young guy had a lot of siblings one of his siblings was a um a priest so it would show him like doing a lot for the community it showed his father struggling with addiction and how you know his family had been through a lot with his father's lifestyle it showed his siblings it showed you know his growing attraction with his um later to become wife in the series as she came on and it was just three young detectives you didn't see that you know you didn't see that and it told real stories like stuff that happened in new york it was that show could have went far. It could have went far. Just like uh, Dick Wolf went on to do Law and Orders and make that into a Law and Order universe, they could have did the same thing with New York Undercover. And they um, brought out a similar show that only lasted for one season, and I was pissed. It was called Detroit 187. That show was so slept on, and I'm not even going to say the ratings was bad because they just did the same thing to For Life last year. Um, sometimes it's like when they put shows out, they don't give it enough chance to grow. Like I hate when they give us one good season and they cancel it. But Detroit 187 kind of put me in the mind of New York Undercover. New York Undercover told so many great stories. And to be honest, like, oh my God. One of my favorite, um one of my favorite, okay, so I had a few favorite New York Undercover episodes. Season one and season two was just the shit. Um, one of my favorite ones was from season one. It might have been like the second episode that ever aired. Um, it was when it showed JC and Eddie kind of getting into it because JC was reminded of a young football player who was in high school and he went to a party and it was a young Puerto Rican girl and she said she was raped. So JC kind of took to the young black football player and then Eddie, you know, he was Puerto Rican. So he kind of took on to believe in her story. So it showed them getting into it and it ended up being a whole turnaround. But that's that whole uh, episode was like a twist because you was wondering like, okay, did he rape her? What happened? They went into a room and, you know, but it come to find out it was like, she was setting him up because they had like some money on the game. And if he would have played 
her boyfriend would have lost a lot of money but that was like a really really good episode I know it was season one I don't know if it was episode one or two and another great one is I loved it on how they kept bringing Ice T back and he was like the number one villain that storyline went on and on he even ended up killing JC's uh, fiance Sandy at the door when he was acting like he was there to deliver some flowers right before their wedding and it just showed like the depression of JC and then they even brought on Naomi Campbell as a love interest and I loved it Nina's and Eddie's relationship uh I loved it the structure of the love and the what he went through with his dad what he went through with Eddie what he went through with his dad and then his dad ended up dying I think of AIDS in the show uh due to you know drug use of needles but uh one of the stories that was just so touching to me uh was with the lieutenant when her daughter was kidnapped it was when online got really really big and a lot of people were going at the children online and she ended up killing them the man who took like her 13 14 year old daughter but that one touched that one that story like I said a lot of the episodes that they did it was based off crimes that really happened in New York or happened around the world and it was just so realistic and I loved it how they just showed two detectives out there you know doing it not out there you know, you didn't see no drug dealing in none of these shows. You didn't see just too much. It was just people, everyday people with careers doing their thing. New York Undercover, the music was so good. The wardrobe was just so New York, you know. That was a very slept on show. Uh, it had aired until 1999. Uh it just, I don't know, it was so good. It was so good. The last season, I didn't really get off into because they switched everybody up. You know, Eddie died off of there. Lieutenant wasn't there no more. They had killed the other guy off of there. Like, so you didn't really recognize any of the cast anymore. And Martin had got canceled. And that's when Tommy, he came over there and he was like the new lieutenant. So they did, they switched everything up and it was kind of hard to get off into. But um, that show could have went on. It was New York Undercover, man. It was so, so slept on. It was so slept on. The 90s nostalgia. Just that Thursday night. Even on Fox. Fox was doing their thing back in the 90s when you think about it. Because I had not only black shows. Like, back in the day, I had my Wednesday night lineup for Fox. I would watch. Uh, did it come on on Wednesday nights or not? Do y'all remember South Central? with Lorenz Tate, Lorenz Tate, and I cannot think of the mother's name, but if you go back and you watch Temptations, the movie, she played Otis's mother, it was her, she played his mom, Lorenz Tate, it had, um, it had a lot of people on there, and actually, if you watch it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this now, if y'all watch an old episode of South Central, and I think all of them are on YouTube, and then you go watch the first two episodes of Moesha. They basically rebranded Moesha to be more family fit because most of the cast that came from South Central went over to um, Moesha and they just took out all of the, the gang banging South Central shit and moved it to, I think, Crenshaw. Um, but yeah, South Central, that was another one. They gave us one season and they dropped the ball on that one. It's something about... You know, just being too real and authentic. They take it off and they put all this bullshit on TV now. You know, when you go back to that 90s nostalgia, whew, 
Yeah, and I used to watch all Aaron Spelling shows. So on Wednesday nights, I would watch um, Beverly Hills 90210, Meryl's Place, Models, Inc. Like, I loved anything Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling was so, he was just amazing. He was amazing. Even when he went and did his thing in Charmed, like, I watched all Aaron Spelling shows. But, yeah, back to Thursday night lineups. Look, baby, like I said, Martin, 8 o'clock. Living Single, 8.30, New York Undercover, 9 p.m. From 8 to 10, you was watching TV. You know, that was your 90s, and I was young. <laughs> I was young, man. And I used to love when New York Undercover went off because it always ended at the bar, and it would be some type of um, performer there singing. And, you know, just put you in the mood, you know, all that good old music. I love me some music. But, uh, yeah, that was my recap. I just wanted to talk to y'all. I have, like, a little Take Back Thursday episode. I know most of our shows are still off from winter mid-break. Big Sky returns next week. Queens returns next week. So we'll be back up, you know, hitting those up. Uh, Then, you know, we got Snowfall coming back. So we got our shows returning. But I just kind of wanted to have a nostalgia night. Talk about good old Martin and Gina. Pam and Tommy. Cole and Big Shirley. Khadija and Scooter. Maxine Law. Maxine Shaw, attorney at law with Kyle Barker. <laughs> Sinclair and Overton and Ray Jean and whoever the hell she was with that week. <laughs> her love interest, remember in Living Single, her love interest was Heavy D for a few episodes. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, just a guest appearance. Remember Heavy D. Oh, my God. Yeah, he played Daryl. He played in a few episodes. Good old Heavy D. And then New York Undercover had um, Nina and Eddie, JC and Sandy. JC and Chantel, you know, it's just, man, those shows was everything. They was everything. Oh, my God. Another good episode um, for New York Undercover is when Yo-Yo, she she played on one episode and Sticky Fingers was her boyfriend on there. And he was like the young rapper and come to find out he had killed like his other homeboy and Yo-Yo end up shooting him at the end. That was a fire episode, too. I'm telling you, New York Undercover, baby. I can't remember all of them right now because it's been a minute since I watched them, but New York Undercover, that was that shit. That was that shit. But it just seemed like sometimes when you, like, watch stuff now, everything is just the same. It's about everybody's, like, body appearances, just all this over-sexualized stuff, everybody humping on each other or doing something, you know, everybody, it's just so much, it's just like the 90s, everything was just normal, you know, it was just like, it was a different, different time, it was more unification, Um, it was just, and then we had like, that black renaissance going on not only with television but with the movies as well that's when you had all of the um love jones the woods the um poetic justices the boys in the hoods you had like that black renaissance film going on you know uh everything was just so much thriller and now it's just 
weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I'm telling you, sometime if you're just like having one of those days where social media can play effects on your life, um, everything going on, you can look at something and be like, why am I failing? Why am I not this? Or, you know, I, I, I feel like I should be doing more. You know, it's just a lot of times it's like a facade, like an illusion. You know, you see everything, but, you know, nobody's showing you the bad side of it their life you know so you might look on social media and just think everybody else is just living like this big kardashian world life and they're not you know and it makes you feel like you're not doing enough and sometimes i just like to kick back and i'll cut me on an old sitcom or something and it just right remind me that back in the day i could play on my son back in the day you know i wish i was not a kid anymore i sit back and wish i was a kid again <laughs> But yeah, just something about the damn 90s, man. Just something about the 90s. I hope you guys enjoyed this reminiscent Take Back Thursday with me tonight. Um, I hope you guys checked out my, uh, I did some movie reviews. You know, I don't do too many of them. But I did Paid in Full and I did uh, Poetic Justice and I also did A Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale is one of my favorite movies. so yeah that was my recap i think i'm gonna get on out of here because i will be uh back tomorrow so we'll be back for um we'll be back and i'm not trying to i was looking at my phone y'all my bad uh yeah so we'll be back tomorrow for our snowfall i wasn't trying to pause like that i was getting a text message i'm sorry guys well, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play a sleeper, but I hope you guys enjoyed this Take Back Thursday, just them good old Martin days, and living single in New York undercover. I mean, Thursday night lineup didn't get any better than that. So I'm trying to tell y'all, if y'all having one of those rough days, man, get y'all a piece of <laughs> some wine and sit back and kick it i'm telling you i i had i had like a good time that night it was just me i was in the crib by myself it was like one of those rainy cold nights and i just sat back and i was like damn this is one this one shit was just lit and i was just a little kid <laughs> so um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was just a freestyle i just kind of wanted to come kick it with y'all as always thank you guys for your support i am so humble and i love you guys so much and don't forget you can always hit me up if you got anything you want me to recap this was just a fun freestyle night so none major here is my sleeper back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid I remember back in the days when I was just a little nigger. Oh, I looked up to my bigger bro, begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could go tagging along, nagging. If he had a sister, he could nag a baby hood rag. Y'all remember way back then when it was 1985, all the way live.
writing I was about ten. One of those happy little hippies singing the blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit. Saying, yo, mama black, his mama this, his mama that. Then he get mad and want to scrap beast they mad about. Ten minutes, then it's like back on the bike to play hide and go get it with the younger hoes. Like the bungalows, then switch to playing ding dong pitch when that gets old and too cold to hack it. Threw on a bomber jacket. You can tell the bowlers cause they bell wearing yourselves. And if they really had money raised, you sport your eggs. And all the girls had they turkeys linked. If it broke, then they made earrings to it. Like they meant to do it. But sometimes I still sit and reminisce. Then think about the years I was raised. Back in the day, back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. Over some things, I said, and wish I was a kid. And if you back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. And if you want to say, I said, and wish I was a kid. And if you back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. But I'm still back in the days, but now the year is 87, 88. That's when my crew and I were in junior high in seventh grade. I hated school, which it didn't No doubt I couldn't wait to get out. But let me finish this reminiscing and telling how when girls was telling tight corduroys like quarter boys, basket wheels, Nike Cortez and footsie socks and pickles with tootsie pops and it don't stop. I'm glad just when JJ fed supersonic. That was my sleeper back in the day, Amad Lewis. And I do got one more sleeper for you guys before we go. Since we just kicking it, you know, we just kicking it, y'all. Um, got one more sleeper for y'all, and then I'm out. Hold on. I hope y'all enjoyed the um, pod today since we just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right, here we go. Here we go, we're gonna send this one out to the old school All these motherfuckers in the Bronx and Brooklyn and Staten Island Queens and all the motherfuckers that laid it down The foundation, you know what I'm saying Number love for the old school, that's what we gonna do this week You feel me? Tupac old school, y'all know I couldn't play 
and have a 90s throwback Thursday and not play no Pac. Now, come on now. Uh, my sleepers, I always get those from Joe Button. So I always like to shout out the pile. Father Joe, that's where I get sleeper ideas from. Um, it's your girl, Shanice. Thank you guys for your support as always. And I love you. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Do not forget to come back for our Snowfall recap. And on that note, I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. Thank <laughs> you.